0: love the Psalms. And I am so glad to be sharing today. As a a kid, I I loved the Psalms. I uh, memorized Psalms. I remember one of my first uh, scripture memorization was Psalm 23. Another verse that has impacted my life from Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Oh, I just, I do love the Psalms. And I've done uh, the Psalms in Summer is series before, and you know when it comes to the summer, as a child, I loved the summer. There was no question. it was my favorite season of the year. Why? There was no school. Uh, but not just there was no school. It was a time that I could sleep in in the mornings and, and go exploring. I would be able to go to grandpa and grandma's house and enjoy time with family. Things that you couldn't do during the rest of the year, you could do during the summer. So the marriage of summer and the Psalms, oh, it's a beautiful one. And I'm so thankful to be a part of a team that gets to share week by week uh, with Pastor Scott, Pastor Holly, sharing, uh, leaning up to this. And today, I, I want to deal with uh, Psalm... 46, and we really don't know exactly what it was that led up to the writing of Psalm 46, but when I think about it, I I think a little bit, maybe just a little bit, it could be a little like the season that we're in right now. I refer to that as the, the season of COVID. And when I think about the season of COVID, it's where we're shut in. And I I think about what it would be like, and maybe you can just imagine with me what it would be like to be in a walled city during a siege. During a siege, when you see soldiers on all four sides of the city, when you when you see the ramparts being constructed and, and you have to be worried about somebody catapulting something over the wall. I, I think it, and you, you, you look at, is there going to be enough provision? I'm stuck inside. I can't go out. Will we make it through? And you get into that survival mindset where you're on the defensive and you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying. Just to make it through. For some of you, you find yourself in that position where where you can have a little bit of despair. You can have some depression, some negative emotions. And when you come to that place, you may be writing like the psalmist when he said, Where are you? God? 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 where are you? Like a trusted friend, you're saying, I feel so all alone, and I walk into a dark room, and I'm looking for my friend to guide me through to victory. And you know, sometimes, like in Psalm 46, we're saying, God, God, where are you? Where are you when I need you? And when we do that, we I want to ask this question. Why, why is it, do you think, that we sometimes feel alone in isolation? Sometimes it's because we look at ourselves and we, we see who we are. We see who we are, and that is what, that's what Elijah did. E- Elijah had just had a great victory on the top of Mount Carmel. He had led victory. He had prayed down fire. And the fire had consumed the sacrifice, consumed the altar, it licked up the water, and he utterly destroyed the 400 prophets of Baal. He had done that and had such great success, and he had participated in that victory. But then, word came from a woman, from the queen, from Jezebel, and in that chapter, in 1 Kings chapter 19, she threatens his life. And what does Elijah do? Elijah, who had had that great victory, what does he do when he's threatened by the queen? He runs away. He runs away and he he runs to Horeb and he's in the middle of the desert and he looks at himself. And this is what he says, "I've, I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I'm shut in. I can't do the things I want to do. I'm not better than my ancestors. He looked at himself and he saw nothing, nothing to hold on to. And when we look at ourselves, we can find ourselves in that space and in that place where we are stuck on the fact that we are no better than anyone else. Sometimes when we look at ourselves, it's not just ourselves we, we look at our circumstances and the things that are going on all around us, sometimes happening to us. And that's exactly what Job had. Now, we know the story of Job. Job was, Job was an immensely blessed man. He was wealthy. He had it all. And Satan come and said, said to God, God, the only reason he's blessed is because you're pouring out this blessing. He would curse you. And God said, okay, let it all be stripped away. And Job lost it all. Some of you are facing loss. And you're feeling alone, like Job. And this is what happened when he only looked at his circumstances. He said, terrors overwhelm me. Some of you are facing night terrors, and they're overwhelming you. He says, my life, it just feels like it's slipping, ebbing away. Days of suffering, suffering. Grip me as he was scraping his boils. Night pierces my bones, my gnawing pains. They never rest. When we focus on our circumstances, it's easy to fall into that pit of despair where we feel all alone. When we can say, where are you, God? God, where are you? Job knew, but it didn't feel like that. And you know, sometimes sometimes it's not just our circumstances. It's when we look and we see what is happening to others, and sometimes happening even through others. You know, when we look at the, the man who wrote the first five books of the Bible, Moses, great man, great leader, incredible leader. He had been to the mountaintop. He had come to hear and to see what God would say when God gave those commandments to him. And when he came down off the mountain, God was upset with his people because this is what Moses saw when he looked at others. He saw their sin, and he said to God, but now please forgive their sin, the sin of others. He looked at others. But if not, in looking at others, if you can't do that, God, just... Blot me out. Sometimes we feel all alone when we look at what is happening to others. Sometimes what's happening through others. And we say, where are you, God? I think the question happens, where have we been looking? Have we been looking? Have we been looking at ourselves? Have we been looking at our circumstances? Are we... We're looking at others. If we are, we're looking in the wrong place because where should you look? Where should you look when you feel alone? You should look to God. He is the answer, and He has the answer for every one of your situations, your circumstances, your problems. He is the one who is the all in all. And when we do that, when we we look to God, we find our salvation. Now, when we look to God and we ask, where are you, God? We know that, first of all, God God is with us. In Psalm 46, the psalm that we're going to explore in the next few minutes, God is with us. He is surrounding us. This is what it says in verse 1. God is our refuge, the place where we go for sanctuary. He is our strength. When you need strength, He is your strength. He gives you strength. He is an ever-present, I want you to think about those words, an ever-present help in trouble. If you feel that you are in trouble, He is with you. Therefore, on that basis, on the basis that God is with us, We will not fear. We won't fear even if the earth gives way. We won't fear if the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. We won't fear if the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. We won't fear anything. For God is with us. He surrounds us. He surrounds us as the fortress that we run into Him. He is our strength. And then then I want you to look at this lovely word that you see in yellow here, Selah. Selah means to pause, reflect, think on these things. Think on the things that God is the ever-present help in time of trouble. God is always with you, for we are within Him. We not on, he is not only our fortress, but we move within that fortress to being within Him. I, I think that's really where Martin Luther came up with those words, reading, looking at this verse in 1529, when he wrote that incredible hymn, a mighty fortress is our God. The righteous run into Him and are saved. That's what it says. You can be in trouble. That's okay if you are In Him, He takes care of the trouble. Yes, we are within Him. This is what the Scripture says in Psalm 91, in verse 2. I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. We will trust in the Lord, regardless of the circumstances. He is always, always with us. This is what, it, what Jesus said to you and to me in Matthew chapter 28 when He commissioned us to go and to share the good news of His love, His grace, His salvation. He said, I am with you always. It never ends. He is always with you even to the end of the age. This is what you, if you turn over to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, it says, I will never and never is a long time. I will never desert you. I will never forsake you. You may feel alone, but you are not alone, for God is with us. God, God is with us as our fortress, as our refuge, as our strength. He is surrounding us all around us, but He also lifts us up. For God is with us, and He is above it all. God causes us to rise above our circumstances, to rise above our challenges, for His position is above it all. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31 talks about it as the eagles rise up. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I also turn over a few more pages to Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, that talk about that being above it all. When it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. For as the heavens are above the earth, His ways are higher than our ways. And this is what it says when He is above us all in Psalm 46. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God, the holy place, the holy place where the Most High dwells. We need to run to Him in that holy place in the place that is above our circumstances, in the place that is above our problems. God is within her. She will not fall. Oh, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful that God is with us always. When we go to that holy place, as we began this series, Pastor Scott began with a a great message. A cool place in a hot day from Psalm 91. I love how Psalm 91 begins. He who dwells in the secret place, that most holy place, the holy place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow, the shelter of the Almighty One. When we look to God, we go to God, for God is in that holy place that is above everything that we could ever ask or even think. The holy place is the place where you commune with Him, and He speaks to you. It is beside those still waters that Psalm 23 talks about. It is where the river of God flows to you and through you to bring you those times of refreshing when you feel that you are in that desert experience, go to the holy place with Him and receive His nurturing, His nourishing, His refreshing. You see, it doesn't matter what's going on all around you. And and if you look at today, this is the truth. In those next verses from verses 6 and 7, the nations are in uproar. Oh, Is that not true today? Oh, yes, they are. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. Oh, hallelujah. He is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now, I want you to just think for a minute, why, why would he have a reference To Jacob, here. Jacob was the first name before it was changed to Israel. When Jacob struggled, when he wrestled with the angel, he prevailed and his name was changed to Israel. The God of Jacob was the one who was with him when he struggled. And you may be struggling, but I want you to know that God is with you to encourage you and help you to prevail, to have his victory, to receive from him his victory in the midst of every challenge, every circumstance. He is with you. And again, again, that wonderful word that we see at the end of that verse, Say, La, pause, reflect. Think on these things. Think on these things that the Lord Almighty is with us. Think on these things that the God of Jacob, the God who is with those who struggle and prevail, is our fortress. He is our dwelling place. The fortress is a place not of solitude but of protection. When we come and are gathered in that's where we find our provision within the fortress. The great banquet hall is within the fortress and when we come into Him He not only protects us He provides for us everything that we will ever need is found in the person of Jesus Christ. And there are beautiful, beautiful truths to these scriptures. If you move to, we're not going to cover them today, but if you look at verses 8 and 9 of this psalm, Psalm 46, verse 8 begins with the word, come and see, because it's talking about come and see the glory of God, come and see the power of God, come and see the victory of God. And the beautiful news of verses 8 and 9 are that if God has brought His victory to you already, once, He will do it again, and again, and again, and again. Come and see that God is victorious. Come and see that you can be victorious as you put your trust, your confidence in Him to know To know that He is above it all. To know that He is surrounding us is not enough. Oh, I am so thankful for this truth. God is with us because God is within us. God is within us. That's why we read probably the the best known. And the key verse to Psalm 46 is verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I want you, if you're a parent, you would probably see it as this way. God is in the driver's seat. You and I, we're the kids in the back seat. And what God is saying is, stop your fussing. Just hush a minute. Quit your squirming. And know that I am in charge. Be still and know. Stop talking. Oh, sometimes we just talk on and on. Sometimes we could, we just think that we know it all, or we want it all, or we're talking about it all, and we're stuck on it all instead of stuck on Him, the passionate pursuit of Christ. When we pursue Him, it is to know Him. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10 talks about knowing Him in the power of His resurrection. Oh, we like that part. But then it says to know Him in the fellowship of His sufferings. It's to know that He is God. Then He says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The truth is that not only are we in Him when He is our fortress and we are found in Him, but He dwells within us. That's what He writes in Revelation chapter 3, in verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears My voice and opens the door, I will come in and I will dwell with him. He longs to dwell within us. He wants us to dwell in Him, but His great desire is to dwell within us. As we wrap up the psalm, it says, The Lord Almighty, once again, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob, He is our fortress. Once again, Selah. Think on these things. Think on the fact that if you think about that fortress, remember the siege that was the military, the soldiers on all sides? But now, God is on all sides, which means God is on your side. God is with you. God is within you if you will but open the door. In this season, of life, you may have experienced some despair. In the season of COVID that we've been going through, you may be suffering loss. I, I was with some close, some of those that are close to me this week, and they uh, were potentially experiencing job loss. A- and some of you may be experiencing that, and you may be feeling loss. You may feel that despair, depression. You may feel under siege, but I want you to know that God is with you. We just have to open the door. Open the door. We need to run to Him when we're in that season of need. We need to trust in Him. When we find that our our gaze is looking down, we need to lift our eyes and to look up. Look up into His beautiful face and to trust in Him. And when we feel that our world is spinning out of control, like that washing machine that goes thump, a thump, a thump, that gets out of balance, our life sometimes feels out of balance. But we need to be still and know that I am God. He invites you to experience the knowledge, the saving knowledge, the personal knowledge that He has for you. So I invite you, I want to pray with you and for you, and I invite you to say yes to Jesus. If you want to know this grace, this peace that there is in trusting Him, If I would encourage you to say yes to Jesus. Text the word yes to 941-260-1321. If you want to pray with a prayer minister, if you text the word prayer to that same number, someone will get back to you and will call you within 24 hours. So I just encourage you to say yes to Jesus, to trust Him. Let me just pray a blessing on you today. Lord, I thank You for my brothers and sisters that are engaging heaven because they're saying yes. I pray, Lord, that they would open the door, that they would not look at themselves, their circumstance, look to others, but instead, Lord, would look to You and understand that You are all around them. You are above them, and Your chief desire is to live within them. I pray that they would open the door and invite You in, and Your peace would overwhelm their souls in the glorious and victorious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. God bless you.